Hey, how is everyone? Amen. Hey, Alice. Hey, Paul. And yeah, we got lost, Pastor James. Little teaser, test this lesson, test this broadcast, little teaser. Bring the Lord up to you, to you people you know you need it, little teaser. Little teaser, test this lesson, little teaser, and teaser, holding them up for it. Amen. 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 I lost you. <laughs> yeah, you did. That was awesome. Hey, hey. All right, how you doing tonight? Okay, okay, and you? Doing great. Can't complain. Amen. So, how's everybody out there? How's everybody doing? Tonight? How was y'all's day? Hey, Alice, hey, Iris, how y'all doing? Glad y'all could join us. Hey, my, hey, mom, Alice. I, I met Alice. <laughs> Hey, hey Judy, how you doing tonight? So, if you got any prayer requests, praise reports, uh, testimonies, whatever, post them mm -hmm. so we can pray for you. So tonight we will be talking about the homeless. That is a ministry near and dear to my heart and Jeffrey's and ours. Mm -hmm. um, I, hey, I work with the homeless every day. Um, we, we see homeless everywhere. Oh, yeah, they're everywhere. They absolutely are. Mm -hmm. So, we're going to start with, uh, go to Laminations 4, verse 5. Hmm, I didn't know where my Bible at. You lost your, how'd you lose your Bible? I did that. I always lose it. <laughs> so, I work with them every day. That's, that, you know, on a daily basis, I work with the homeless. I get to, I get to sit around and talk to them all day. Get to know them. Get to learn what they got into where they're at. So, <laughs> for today, Todd, how you doing? So, today, while sitting around, and Jeffrey said, you know, we was trying to figure out the topic for this week, and I asked him what he had on his mind. Jeffrey says, the homeless. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, that's a good one. Let's do it, you know. And I was sitting around talking to him today, and I asked him a question. I said, what's your biggest struggle being homeless? Yes, we do. Ours, yes, we do. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that's a big part of it. We're going to get into that. Um, so I asked him that question, and I got a few of them you know, their response on it, to see, you know, so for this podcast, you know, and all that. So let's go into the Laminations 4, verse 5 first, then we're going to get into the rest of it as we go along. So verse 5 says, those who used to eat delicacies are desolate in the streets. Those who were reared in purple garments huddled in garbage heaps. 
Think about that, y'all. That applies today the same way. It says again, those mm -hmm. who used to eat delica delicacies are desolate in the streets. Those who wore, who were reared in purple garments, huddled in garbage heaps. Uh, garbage heaps. And it's true. It, you know, it, at any point in time, any of us could be in that situation. Any of us could be in that situation. You know, one. I've I've heard this numerous times. I don't know who originally said it. So, but we're one paycheck away from being that, from being homeless. Okay. Mm -hmm. But you know, as we go, and again, you look at verse five in Lamentations, verse five, four, chapter four, verse five. It says, "Those who used to eat delicacies are desolate in the streets." Yeah. Those who wore, who were reared in purple garments, huddled in garbage heaps. That could be any of us at any point in time. In my mm -hmm. city, we do have a lot of homeless in our city. A lot. We do okay. too. They shelter on a daily basis. We probably see close to 50 come through the doors. You know, if not more. Um, mm -hmm. The big shelter that I work for. At Bethel, I know at night they house close to 60 men. And that's just that shelter. Mm -hmm. So the homeless are everywhere. And you still got the ones that don't don't have that shelter also. Yeah. That, don't, that are struggling in the streets, that are living under bridges, that are living in the woods, that are living wherever they can find a spot to lay their head. And, and and trying to find food wherever they can get it, you know. Hey, Linda, how you doing? Hey, Colleen, how you doing? Wow, praying for that family, definitely praying for the family and and his coworkers and everybody. Mm -hmm. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. I, yeah, mm -hmm. we do. We got a, we got a quite a few that come into the day shift. See, I work at the day shelter. So, we got the men and women that come in there and hang out during the day to get out of the cold, to have a safe place to go and hang out, um, wash clothes, take showers, and all that good stuff. And um, so we see, you know, the the reason I know the the, the stats on the men because I'll, the day shelter is part of the men's shelter. So we got several women's shelters here in Rakeel. Um I know we got what uh, Lifehouse Salvation Army used to. I don't know if they still do, um, and a couple of other ones that that house them. That sh there are shelters for them, safe passage and all that. Mm -hmm. Wow, wow, yeah, we're praying for them, uh, Linda, definitely. So, mm -hmm. but again, we any of us could get end up in that situation. From the slightest thing yeah. that happens in our life, from from just one thing, and it could be one bad decision. It could be just one thing that happened. Um, I was talking to one today, and he's a friend of mine actually. Me and him, me and this guy, we actually um, we, do, we was on the rescue squad together for years, and couldn't find out he's been on the streets for quite a few years. Mm -hmm. um, we lost contact over the years, and yeah, now he came he came into shelter today, but he's been. He's been on the streets for quite a few years, and, uh, and I asked him how to get there. He lost his job. 
All right, Linda. Absolutely. Um, and I asked him, he said, I lost my job. He said, I had a good job making plenty of money. He says, I lost my job. And he said, then it, it just snowball effect. You know, he lost his job, lost his house, all this. And, you know, in the process of that, that put him, that put him homeless. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and life happens. Okay. But, and I asked one of the other guys, I, and I asked him, I said, what's your biggest struggle being homeless? He said, the biggest thing we have being homeless is being misunderstood. Yeah. And what do, what do I mean by that? What does he mean by that? Being stereotyped as a certain person. As a categorized person that they're part of this or this or this. And nobody has an idea of their struggle or what they're mm-hmm. going through. And what they've been through to get to the point where they're at. Yeah. So, this thing, I've been working with the homeless for years now. I just happen to be now in a full-time position working with them. Okay, before I volunteered at several different churches, Bethel's one of them, and another church here in Rock Hill. We've come together and we've, mm-hmm. you know, I've helped them over the years. And that, that, and I've been blessed to be able to do so. And I've been blessed to be able to go to Bethel when I was volunteering there a few years back, going to the solo when I was volunteering there with with him, with him uh, Pastor Kirk there when he did it because of the storms that was having that year. And we mm-hmm. had um, I got to sit down and talk to them. I got to sit down and hang out with them and get to know who they were. I get to f- and, and find out, how did you get to where you're at? How did you get in this position? What, what changes in your life? What happened in your life to get you to where you're at at this point in life? How did you become homeless? How did you get on the streets with and, and in the struggle that you're at? Okay, mm-hmm. and, and just built this relationship with them, and just was able to just talk to them, and just get to know them a little bit, and going okay. And at that time, the percentage of them was a high percentage of them have a full time job, a forty yeah. hour job. They have it. They work every day. Their struggle and the reason they're in the position they're in right now. Hey Terry, how you doing? Hey Terry. Hey, Stacy, how you doing? Hey, Terry, uh, we'll go pray for you in just a minute, Terry. So mm-hmm. in the in, in this conversations I had, they said, yeah, I work a full-time job. And there was many, many of them that I talked to that says, yes, I work a full-time job, you know, wherever it may be, you know, but that they did. But the, the problem, the struggles they're having, and it's a big struggle for every one of them, is, yeah. yes, I work a full-time job. Now it's hard to save up. Because they're trying to survive right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Food, whatever it may be. They're trying to, you know, eat and all this stuff, clothes, whatever. Showers, washing their clothes, what they have. Just trying to do that. So now you're looking at, okay, we're struggling. We're trying to save up because if we get an apartment, if we get a house, we got to have a security deposit. Mm-hmm. We got to have first and last month's rent. We got to have a deposit for the lights, a deposit for the water. All this stuff factors in when you think about it. When when you come to them and they go, okay, this is why I'm here. I'm trying to save up so I can get to this point. Yeah. Several of them I've talked to this week alone saying, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at get, getting into a, a place. But I got to save up. And mm-hmm. it's hard for me 
that with with other things in their life coming in and out as they're doing this. And we all know that struggle. Yeah. We not, might not be in their situation, but we're still having having our own little struggles, especially financials at times. And it's mm-hmm. especially hard for them when they're trying to do it and have no place to do it at. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they're on the streets. Now they're worrying about it. And a lot of them that have that full-time job, they go to the shelters. They'll eat at the shelters and all this. And there's times they say, okay, I got to get away. Then then they say they're at a motel room because they're just trying to get away from everything at this point. They just want to be able to relax and not to worry about the life at the shelter, life, you know, roaming the streets for a night or two. And that that is to where that comes into them trying to save up because they spend that and now they're going, okay, now I got to save this much more up because I put it out here. But again, for them to keep their, at that point, to keep them in place and in line with their mm-hmm. mental health and everything else, they get that that's their getaway when they're able to do that every once in a while. Yeah. So that's one of their biggest struggles. You know, I asked another guy, he said, I said, What's, what, what do you think the biggest struggle is being homeless? He said loneliness. Loneliness. Mm-hmm. loneliness. Think about that. And, and he's right. If you think about it, because now you're on the streets, your friends have turned on you. They're turning their back on you. Family's turning their back on you. Yeah. You know, every time you think you're you're going to move forward, and, and they say, "I'm going to go to my family," and they turn their back on you. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. No, no. You're 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 all alone fighting this the struggle you're in, and you have no support. Yeah. You know, now the churches like Bethel. Like some of these other organizations that come together, like Pathways here in my town, which is an awesome little, it's an awesome place because Pathways is a bunch of organizations put into one building. Mm-hmm. There's a bus system started here in Rock Hill for the homeless. Yeah. Aimed for the homeless to be able to get around town. So if they need to get to the doctors, they can get there. If they have a doctor's appointment or whatever they need to do, get to work, whatever, they're able to get to that part where they need to go. You know, and this whole thing is part of Pathways. It was a big thing. The bus is for everybody, but it's a free bus. So you don't have to pay mm-hmm. to ride it. You know, and it's great for them. And and way they set up Pathways with all the other organizations for medical, for um, food stamps, for um, a feeding ministry, uh, the shelter, the day shelter, the, men, the, the men's shelter they have there at Pathways here in our town, you know, and all these other organizations that come together, no matter if you're homeless or not, but if you're in that struggle, you can go to this one place and be able to seek that help you need. And mm-hmm. they can lead you and guide you where you need to go and, and, and take those steps to, to uh, getting out of that situation you're in, the uh, help of the struggle you're in, you know. You know, besides being homeless, but if you're if you got rent and, and you're having a hard time, there's a place in there that you can go that will help you with your rent or help you with your medication and all this. So it's a great thing that the city here has done, and I know I've been blessed to be a part of that. Amen. I've sat in meetings for it. Now I've I've seen it come together. I've seen it from from when it was on paper to actual reality. And now I'm yeah. working within that same organization in a diff- with a different organization. So, and 
And with that, you go back to the struggles of being misunderstood, being labeled as uh, you're crazy with your mental health, a drug mm -hmm. addict, or whatever it may be. Because people will stereotype somebody when, oh, they're on the streets. And this is what yeah. they label. Why are we labeling people? Why are we judging them because they're in a struggle? Mm -hmm. Why are we, we stereotyping them while they're in a struggle? Why are we not trying to help them come out of their struggle? Why are we not yeah. trying to help them to defeat the enemy that's got them held down? Why are we not trying to help them rise up? Why are we always Amen. trying to push somebody down and, and hold them down instead of reaching your hand out and, ha and putting your hand in theirs and bringing them up and encouraging them and giving them a hand so they can come out of their struggle, out of their troubles to come yeah. and to rise up and be successful. Amen. Why do why why do we do that? Why do we judge on appearance? Mm -hmm. Why don't we get to know somebody? Why don't we do what God has for us? Why don't we do what God's called us to do? God yeah. told us His command for us is to love one another. Amen. Okay, it's to love one another. It does no. It does not matter what the situation you're in. Okay. He doesn't look at us and say, oh, you was this. No, I'm not I, I'm not associating with you. No. He says, come no. as you are. And why yeah. does he say that? Because I'm going to come to him in my mess, right? Because there's no way that I'm going to come out of it without him. And I've been there. Mm -hmm. Might not have been homeless, but I've had my struggles. I've had my trials. Yeah. Found up in addiction. I've been there. So why am I going to sit back and, and put somebody down and judge them harshly and keep them down instead of rising them up and encourage them and, and let them see the light, let them see mm -hmm. the hope that we have and the hope that got us out of our troubles, out of our struggles, and that got us up and that got us being successful the way we are now. Mm -hmm. Why don't we do that? Hey, Robert, how you doing? Hey, Robert. So, instead of holding somebody down, let's encourage them. Let's build them up. Yes. And we're bad about that. As in the flesh, as humans, we're bad about judging somebody. We're bad about stereotyping about somebody. We're bad about labeling somebody. Mm -hmm. Let's take all that nonsense off the table. Let's stop working for the world. And that's what we're doing. Yeah. When we're stereotyping, when we're labeling, when we're doing all that stuff, we're dis we're 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 not encouraging people, we're discouraging them. Amen. We're not helping them build them up, we're tearing them down. Yeah. Let's tear the wall down, let's build people up, and let's rise them up and let them see the light that we're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, Robert. Absolutely. I looked it up, you know, as I was told, and mental health is one of them. Yeah, that mental health is one of the reasons there's people out there on the streets is because of their mental health. Okay, they come into the shelter on a daily. We got out, we got people we can call and say, Hey, can you come by and talk to this person? 
for whatever reason, if it's an addiction, if it's your mental health, whatever it is, we're able to reach out to somebody and get help for them. What do you mean, Stacy? I know. I tried to fan it out too. Absolutely, Iris. Absolutely. So, if you look at um, let's see. Let me go to. Hey, Kathy. Hey, Kathy. How you doing? Ephesians, what? Stacy. But. Shouldn't we encourage people, Stacy, instead of turn down? Shouldn't we lift them up if it does make us look the same? I mean, we we got our walk. You know, we do what we got to. We do what we're supposed to do in Christ with our journey. Okay, we're supposed to lift and encourage, lift people and encourage. But we have a bad habit. And, and, and I'm not saying all of us, just the flesh, in the flesh, we have that habit of tearing people down. And we do that. And I've done mm -hmm. it for my lifetime. Can't say I haven't. I have. We all have. You know, I'm trying to get there, Stacy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I got you now. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what we should be. We should have that positive influence. Okay. Because, of course, at all times, as we go through life, Satan's going to trip us up. Satan's going to do what he can to trip us up. Let me write these down. You know, absolutely, we are. I'm always supposed to be the light, you know. But, especially when you get people down that's that's on the street. Okay, I hit... First Thessalonians 5. First, let's, let's look at that one that you posted. It says, therefore, encourage one another and build each other up as you are already doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Amen to that. Absolutely. We're supposed to build each other up. Like we're, we, That's what we're supposed to be doing. Uh, 432. Where'd it go? And Ephesians 432 says, and be kind and compassionate. Passionate to one another, forgiving one another, just as God also forgave you in Christ. Amen. Absolutely, Stacy. Absolutely. Yeah, it just took me a minute to figure out what you was trying to talk, what, what, what that meant when you said that the first time, but absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Iris. It, Satan's going to do that. Hey, Laura, how you doing? So, but... You know, when 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 this when this certain guy told me he says, yeah, he says loneliness is is, is a big struggle for him. Because yeah. now you look at loneliness, and I looked it up in the Bible. Go to Job 19 verses 13 and 14. Job 19 verses 13 and 14. So, and it says, he has removed my brothers from me, my acquaintance, my acquaintances. Have abandoned me. My relatives stopped coming by, and my close friends have forgotten me. Loneliness. And for those, and for those men and women that are out there struggling with being homeless, 
and there's people that that aren't homeless that aren't that is not homeless that is struggling with this, with the loneliness. This ain't just homeless people. This is a lot of people that struggle with what we're talking about today. We're talking about the homeless because they're misunderstood. They get labeled and judged by, by because we don't know their situation, and people automatically judge and say, "Oh, this is what they are. This yeah. is what they are." And you have no clue what they are. Like I said, I get to hang out with them. I get to talk to them daily. I get to hear what their struggles are. I get to be able to encourage them. Mm-hmm. You know. And today, I made that my assignment when Jeffrey said, let's talk about the homeless. Because he sees it, him and I sees it in Mississippi. Uh-huh. That they, they, they work with the homeless in Mississippi, and they see the struggles of these people. Yeah. That are out there on the streets trying to survive. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, Iris. You're right. So, instead of us just trying to, like I said, I might be repeating myself some here, but instead of us judging them and labeling them, let's encourage them. Let's find out where they're at, what they're dealing with. Let's see how we can help them. And the way we can find out how we can help them is by talking to them. By, by sitting down and breaking bread with them, having a yeah. meal with them. You know, we have that opportunity. There's opportunities probably in every city that has a shelter mm-hmm. that you can go to and say, hey, can I come by and volunteer? How can I help? And that's yeah. what I did years ago with Bethel is they said, hey, we need help. We need volunteers to, to, to pretty much to minister to these guys. Okay, I said, yeah, let me do it. I signed up for it. I signed up for that season. That year I was that I did it, I signed up for that season. One day every week I was there to minister and to talk to these guys. I, I'd grab me a plate of food. I'll sit down with them. We'd break bread together. We would talk. We'd cut up with a laugh. Yeah. And that's at work now. When I'm at the day shelter, we talk, we cut up, we laugh, we have a good time. Amen. You know. They learn about me. I learn about them. I see where they're at. I see their struggles, you know, and I tell them about what I've seen, what Christ has done in my life and and, and things and the testimonies that I've seen Christ do. And I tell them about where the struggles I used to have. Uh-huh. They know my, just like everybody that's ever watched me on live stream knows my story. They know my story. Yeah. I don't hide it. I let it out. I let them know. Hey, I understand where you're sitting, especially somebody bound up in addiction, I understand mm-hmm. where you're at. You know, here's how I came over. You know, and we get to just sit there and be able to pour into them and show them love and show them hope. And that's the biggest thing with them. They want to see that hope. Because there's times they're struggling, the depression gets to them, anxiety, all that gets to them. Because they have nowhere to turn to absolutely Amen. be ashamed of it's it, it's part of our life it's that walk we do and, and the situations we get in it's life it is it's absolutely just the way it was done yeah. you know we ended up in that situation now, i was talking to one of the ladies today i asked her she said man she said it's a solid struggle i said i understand it's a struggle i said what's the one that What's the, the struggle you have that's that's kind of more up front than the rest? That's a little bit more than the rest that you deal with. 
Her answer was, find them somewhere to store my possessions that she has, like her clothes and stuff. So they won't get stolen, so they won't get gone. You know, and, you know, because they carry everything they carry is in a backpack on their back. That's all they got. Yeah. Sometimes they want to store somewhere just to lighten the load a little bit, you know, and, that, and it's one of those. Thank you, Iris. But, you know, let's stop. Let's stop. the. Let's stop tearing people down. Let's start building people up. Let's stop judging people and find out where they're at. Find out where they're at. If you mm -hmm. see somebody, you know, that that might be struggling in whatever area they're struggling in, don't judge them. Oh, nah, somebody else to deal with. Nah. They don't say, hey, how you doing? How's your day? Amen. They, they tell you real quick how their day is. They're going to yeah. tell you it's either going good or it's going bad, and they'll tell you why. Yeah. You got a chance to pray for them. You got a chance to minister to them. You got a chance to build them up and encourage them. And they might tell mm -hmm. you, hey, Tanya, how you doing? And they might turn around and say, hey, I'm having a great day. Here's what's went on. You know, you know, just, you know, little things. And they mm -hmm. might inspire you in the process. I don't know why he screamed. So, and, and there's guys, there's men and women that come into the shelter where I'm at and say, hey, guess what's happening today? Hey, hey, guess what? And, and, you know, just the smallest things that we take for granted, man, they cherish. They're thankful yeah. for. They're grateful for. You know, I go pick them up in the morning from the overflow shelter, take them to the bus stop, take them to the, back to the church so they can get to where they're going during, for the day and get started. You know, I've had a couple times over the last couple of weeks. Hey, Pastor, yeah, I got a job. Hey, Pastor, I got an interview. And excited, man. You go, great, that is awesome. You, you you build them up. You encourage them as they go. Go, man. And then you see them later. How did it go? How did the interview go? Oh, I got the job. Or oh, I'm supposed to hear back from a couple Amen. of weeks. You know, and, and that's because they've come to know. Oh, yeah, Jason and York. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. And we've all we've all been through certain struggles in our life. We've all been through whatever it may be. Yeah. If it's a financial struggle, if it's an addiction, if it's homelessness, whatever. We all go through trials and tribulations. And we're mm -hmm. told that the Bible tells us that. You know, we're 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 going to go through these trials and tribulations. And people say, Why do I go through stuff like this? I said, Look what Jesus went through. Yeah. Jesus suffered for us. He suffered for us. He got beat, he got spat on, he got cussed at, everything for us. So we yeah. didn't have to pay a price that we couldn't. We didn't have to pay that debt because he was humiliated. Jesus was humiliated for us Amen. to pay our sin debt. Okay, he went through that struggle. He struggled with it before he went to the cross. Y'all know that before all that happened, he struggled with it because he went into the garden. And they say, Father, if it's, if, you know, if there's another way, let it be. If not, I'll, I'll do it. Amen. He went through struggles. And so if he's going to go through the struggle of knowing what he, why he was down here, he knew what his job was. He knew what the end result was going to be when he walked to earth. Yeah. He knew his final destination, what it was going to be. But he still struggled. 
He still was humiliated. He was spat on his cuss and beaten. He went through a struggle with that. Yeah. He knows the struggles we go through. So if he was, if he's, if he went through his struggles as a perfect man, perfect human on this earth, why wouldn't we have struggles? Mm-hmm. You know, and he tells us we will. Um, addiction's another one, y'all. Go to Second Peter two nineteen. We've talked about addiction several times, but addiction's one of them. Is is another reason they're out there. You know. You find it? Where'd he go? I lost Second Peter, y'all. Oh, there he is. Found him. Nope, lost him again. <laughs> Ran away really quick. There he is. First, second Peter. There we are. 219. 219? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Second Peter 219 says, They promised them freedom, but... They themselves are slaves of corruption, since people are enslaved to whatever defeats them. Amen. How true is that? Mm-hmm. How true is that? Amen. I, Peter, for uh, them freedom, are slaves of corruption. Is we slaves too cr- easy for us to? Yes, Satan will tempt us. You're absolutely right, Stade. We would never know that. You're absolutely right. Absolutely right on that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely right. And so, again, it says, since people are enslaved to whatever defeats them. Do we get enslaved to the enemy? Mm-hmm. At times. We have been. We may yeah. not be now, but at some point in time in our life, we probably have been. Absolutely. And we become we came enslaved into it. I was enslaved mm-hmm. in addiction. I was enslaved in addiction at, t- at one point in my life. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go to Luke real quick. Luke twenty-two. Twenty-two verse forty-four. So and it says this is Luke twenty-two verse forty-four. It says being in an in anguish, he prayed more fervently, and his sweat became like drops of blood falling to the ground. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's where he went and prayed before he went to the cross. Yeah. You know, where he went and prayed, where Jesus went and prayed before he went to the cross. You know, we, we mentioned mental health earlier also. Mm-hmm. If you go to Proverbs. Uh, 14, verse 13. It says, that even in laughter... A heart may be sad, and joy may end in grief. So, as mm. we struggle, as we go through trials, tribulations, as these men and women that are out on the streets every day, every night, this is this this is absolutely true. Even in laughter, a heart may be sad. People mm-hmm. will put a facade on that you will never tell there's something wrong going inside of them. That that they will not let you know that they are struggling with depression, with anxiety, with addiction, or whatever. They will have a facade on. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. And the rest of that says, and joy may end in grief. Amen. So, you know, at that point, we, we, our joy was taken away from us. Hey, Paul. Amen, Paul. Amen, amen. Absolutely, you know, we're 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 on the front lines of it. We're seeing it every day. Me and Jeffrey both do. Iris does too. Like yeah. I said, we're. I've been involved with the homeless for years now. Um, I me mean, going into a full time ministry position as my job with the homeless just wasn't the first time. I've dealt with them over the years, and I've hung out with them over the years. I've helped them over the years, and and dear near to my heart, you know. Remember when me and Mike and Jeremiah and all went to war? Same thing. That's what that was about, was getting mm -hmm. clothes and food to those who needed it, that yeah. were struggling, that were homeless or whatever it was up in there. Same thing. That's what that ministry was doing when we did that. Mm -hmm. You know, but yeah. As long as we reach out, as long as we show them there's hope, you know, on a daily basis. And, and I'm blessed to be able to do that now, be able to do it on a, every day to be able to show these men and women. they get There's hope out there. There's this, that, and the other. Hey, they, they'll come to me. Hey, I need, I need this. Oh, man, here. Let's call these people right here. They, they can help you with this. Or, or mm -hmm. they come up, hey, I need some clothes. That's not a problem. Let's go. Let's go see what we got. And if I don't have it, I'm on, I'm posting in, in a couple of places I know that that like my church we got a chat. Hey, we got people that here, here's what we're, here's what we're in need of. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and we get it. You know, in a, in, a, in a certain amount of time. You know, oh man, we got trolls tonight. That is awesome. <laughs> we have trolls. Don't know who he is because he can't read the name because it's in another language. Right now, Heavenly Father, we 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 come to you right now, Lord. We ask you to put your hand over this live stream right now, over this podcast right now. We ask for the ones that are bound right now, bound, that are working for the enemy right now. We ask that you change their hearts right now, Lord, that they see the light, Lord, they see the hope in you, Lord, that this podcast changes them. From their ways right now, Lord, that they that they stop working in the you know chasing the worldly things, chasing the enemy, going after yes, them and Lord. doing the work of the enemy, yes. which is happening right now, Lord. We see it, and right now we rebuke that. We rebuke the enemy. We rebuke yes. all his demons. We rebuke whoever is working for him right now, off this podcast and live stream. In the name of Jesus, Amen. 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 You gotta love when that happens. We are doing something right when that happens. Amen. Yep. Hey, where'd he go? Uh, okay. So, absolutely, Lord. Absolutely. There's some man. Even with uh, we were was it coming to the day shelter? Hey, where are you going tonight? Where are you staying at tonight? You going to the shelter tonight? Nah, I'm going out on the street. We had one guy that. During, our, during the ice storms that we had here, he didn't go to the shelter until after there was over with. Mm -hmm. 
You're absolutely right, Alice. You're absolutely right. Yes. Maybe we do something good. Yeah, we're doing something right. Amy's Amy's trying to trying to intervene, trying to make that division in here. Mm -hmm. You know, you see, we put a stop to it. Yes, Amen. <laughs> so, with, with all this, you know, man, the biggest the the part of this, and letting y'all know the and putting it out there about about the homeless, y'all. Mm -hmm. That's a big part, is because they're really misunderstood. Yeah. Instead of yeah. us, like again, like I said time and time before in this in this podcast and this live stream, let's not judge them. Let's not label them. Mm -hmm. Let's reach out, encourage, and build up. Yeah. Okay. Because the only thing they're doing, they're trying to find hope. Mm -hmm. They're already in a dark place. Yeah. They're already in a dark place. They're in a place that nobody wants to be in. They're in a place where they feel, feel defeated on a daily basis. They feel like they, they, they're in a hole that they never want to get out of. They feel like they're, you know, some of these people's been in there, uh, been, been, been this way for years. Mm -hmm. You know, and they're sitting there talking to them today, just trying to get their insight for this podcast so we can give you information about and, and get you in, into what they're thinking and mm -hmm. how they think and how they see things. Okay, and we and if we don't get into saying, hey, what's your main struggle being homeless? Yeah, one. Yeah, they don't have shelter all the time. That is a big struggle. But there's always one that, that sticks out more than the rest. Yeah, they're struggling with shelter, getting food. Struggle. You got to think how would in that situation come up against you. Like there's no. Hope. Yeah. Um, the stop and say how you doing, mm -hmm. but let's let's stop the judgment, the stabling, the stereotyping, and let's start building up. Let's start loving one another as Christ has commanded us. Let's start loving one another as Christ loved us. Christ loves the church. Let's love. He said, "Love your neighbor." Right? Let's love our neighbors. Let's love the people that's out there struggling. Let's help them as much as we can. Let's lift them up and, and encourage them yeah. as much as we can. Let's not sit back and just watch them struggle. Mm -hmm. And go, I'm glad I'm not there. Because at any point in time, you could be there. Yeah. At any point in time, any of us could be in that situation. Anytime. We're not above it. We're no. not above it. No. You know, I've built, I've got a resource book in my book bag I carry with me everywhere I go. It stays with my Bible. It's three different counties in, that I'm around. Resources in each of those counties that I keep on hand in case somebody says, hey, I need this. How? Where, where can I find help for this? I can pull it out and open it up and say, yeah, here it is. Let's call them. You know, mm -hmm. let, you know. Let's let's see where we can find this at, and all. But let's not let's not let's let's encourage and uplift. So yeah, Jeffrey, as y'all are out there in Mississippi, you and I are out there. 
Mm-hmm. What do you see with 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 the with the men and women y'all deal with? The men and women y'all go and talk to when y'all out there. I know y'all go what? I know y'all go every week. I don't know if you go once a week or twice a week or whatever. But when y'all do this, what are you seeing? And your your take on what they're going through. Well, what I see since Sydney food half of them is is hungry a lot. Hungry and roof up with the hair and yep. us all they need the Bible. Yeah, absolutely. It's the cold right now. It's the cold time to wear and it's the cold. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. When, when we go to Walmart, Walmart a couple of times, I always come to the car and say, let's go. I said, well, I didn't see no, nothing. <laughs> and and she, we walk to him and we talk to him, we pray, and we get him the food and the Bible. And he said, God, Jesus, I love you so much. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Have y'all, have, y'all, have y'all got to sit down and really just talk to them and find out where they came from and what got them where they're at? Yes. See, the, and, and get to know somebody's story like that is amazing. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And a lot of times you will you will get you'll be inspired by it. Today yes. I had an awakening. Today I had an awakening. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely, Iris. Yeah, absolutely. There's people that they won't. It's hard for them to get that help a lot of times. But yeah. um, I had an awakening today. Like I told you at the beginning of this of the podcast, I had a friend walk through them doors today. I knew from mm-hmm. the time I started with Bethel, he was homeless because I seen his name on the list because we got a check-in list. They got to check in with us so we know they're there and everything. He walked in the door today. I had a chance for him to, you know, he wanted to kind of catch up. And, and that's the first thing I asked him, man, what got you here? What uh-huh. got you here? You're absolutely right, Iris. Some will, some won't. And, and, mm-hmm. and if you, and a lot of that is ours, is a trust. As you go out and you keep helping and you keep, and you see the same ones over and over a lot of times. Yes, we do. And, and you and you and you show up, and you, and you and you they see that helping hand. They see that you care, that you, they have hope, and that when they see you, oh man, they're, they're glad to see you because they see hope in you. And they eventually yeah. will open up. Not everyone else is going to talk, but they eventually will open up. You know, mm-hmm. but absolutely. But with with seeing this guy, because like I said, me and this guy ran on the rescue squad together for years. Volunteered on the Rocky Rescue Squad for years together. Run calls day and night. Hung out at the station for I don't know how long. Knew his family. Everything. And he come walking in and going, dude, what happened? And I sit there and I listen to his story. It broke it broke my heart, dude. It broke my heart. Hey Michael, how you doing? Hey. But yeah, it was an awakening. You're going wow. Yeah. I knew where I knew how his life was going at one point in time. And now he's lost everything. Mm-hmm. Everything. Wife, kids, the whole nine yards lost it all. Yeah. You know. 
like I said, I had an awakening because of it. I'm going, man, I'm and, and all day it's, it's, it's been in my mind, and all day I've been thinking about it and going, wow, mm-hmm. that could be us. That could be any of us. Seeing him from where he was to where he's at today, man, is it, sad. It's heartbreaking. Now I'm in a position to uplift him, to get him where he needs to be, to encourage him, and hopefully get help that he needs. Yeah. So he can, instead of being where he's at, he can overcome and be mm-hmm. uplifted and be encouraged and see hope outside of where he's at. Because he's been on the street for so many years now, he's probably going, man, where is that hope? Where am I going to see that light at? You know, and and, and there's that time that y'all, y'all went, y'all, if you hadn't had it yet, just for, you'll probably have one. You're probably having that awakening moment going, wow. And mm-hmm. it's a wild fact a lot of times. Yeah. And, and But being on a personal level with somebody and sit them in that situation now, that really hits home. Mm-hmm. It really hits home. Okay. But, yeah, again, the last part of how can God's love reside in him? If he doesn't show compassion for his brother, if we're not showing compassion for others, yeah. If we're not showing compassion for the ones that are needing us in their hard times, that are needing us in their time of need. Mm-hmm. Okay. Before I before I was where I'm at today with Rescue and Souls Ministries, and that name came because I was a first responder rescuing people in their darkest hour in their need physically rescuing them no matter if it was a if it was assisting them to get them up off the floor if it was in a car wreck, cutting them out of a car if it was a uh loved one that had went down in a river for a possible drowning or just rescuing them off the river during a bad because because the water's rough mm-hmm. okay i went from that to rescuing souls that's where the name rescuing souls came from is where that compassion for others. I've always had it. I've worked it in my community for many, many years. Okay. You you have to have that compassion for one another. That if we have that compassion for one another, we're going to show them the love of Christ. Yeah. You know, my compassion for what I do, my passion, y'all see it when I preach. Y'all hear it when I preach. My kids hear it because they say, man, you're loud. Dad, you're loud. You're yelling. <laughs> it's because I get excited because God, the Spirit, Holy Spirit's in me, and I'm excited about what I'm doing. Yeah. I have that passion. And when I go out into the cities, when we go to, when, like, Georgia, when we went to Mississippi, when we went to Alabama, when we went to West Virginia, when we went to Knoxville, when we went to Virginia, we went to go all these places, even in here in our hometown last year, reaching out to the people, to the communities, shows that compassion I have and we have as we go out to yeah. do this. When I was sitting there telling my wife about this guy that walked in today, I'm not going to mention his name, but my, that, that friend of mine that walked in today, I had tears in my eyes when I was telling mm-hmm. him. That's the compassion that I have for these people. That's the passion I have to strive to help people. Yeah. And I've always helped them. I've been in, I've been a prominent 
in the, in my community for 20 something years now. Okay? And it's not for me to get the glory. It's absolutely not for me to get the glory. I promise you that. Mm-hmm. It's cuz I have compassion for 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 my community. I want to reach mm-hmm. out and help my community. When God shut the door from me being a volunteer and rescuing, doing rescue to where I'm at today because he shut one door, opened another one because he knew where we needed to be. He yeah. knew that there's there was more to just physically helping somebody that way. And he says, wow, we're going to shut that door. Now you're going to reach them, but you're going to reach them for the kingdom. You're going to go out there and rescue yeah. their soul from the pits of hell. From the worldly things, from the enemy, from the demons, from all this craziness in this world, you're gonna go out there and you're gonna preach to my word. You're gonna go out there and tell them about me and show them my love and compassion so they can see there's hope and there's light in this dark world. Yeah. And that's where he has me at. Because my compassion has grown a lot stronger since I came to Christ. Mm hmm. Because I was going to rescue way before I gave my life over to Christ. Absolutely, Lord. Absolutely. And he has. And it's been amazing. But we got to have that compassion he's talking about. And it says, verse 18 says, Little children, we must not love in word or speech, but in deed and truth. That That is how we will know we are of the truth and we will convince our hearts in his presence because if our hearts condemn us god is greater than our hearts and knows all things verse 21 says dear friends if our hearts do not condemn us we have confidence before god dear friends if our hearts do not condemn us we have confidence before god and we can receive whatever we ask from him because we keep his commands and do what is pleasing in his sight. Now, this is his command that we believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he commanded us. The one who keeps his commands remains in him, and he in him, and the way we know that he remains in us is from the spirit he has given us. Yeah. About it. Uh, that is First John three sixteen through twenty four hours. First John three sixteen through twenty four. Is what that passage is. So let's 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 be compassionate. To everyone, not just our family, our friends, our church, you know, our church members. Let's 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 be like Jesus. Let's be Christ-like. What did Jesus do? He walked the streets. Yeah. He met people where they were at, where they were at. Same here. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, what did we do in Alabama? We met people where there was that in Alabama. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, let's let's stop judging.
Let's show passion for these. All struggled in our lifetime and struggled in our at one point in our life. And we showed us compassion. Showed yeah. us love. Showed us hope. You know. Let's not be quick to condemn somebody, to judge somebody, to um, tear somebody down. Mm-hmm. But let's be quick to encourage them and lift them up. Yeah. All right, let's go to First Peter 5. We'll go to that one first since I'm already there. Where did my glasses go this time? <laughs> 5, 7 through 9. Verse, uh, chapter 5, 7 through 9. All right, so. So chapter 5, let's start with verse 6. Let's start with verse 6. It says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that he may exalt you in due time. 7. Casting all your cares upon him, because he cares about you. Absolutely. Verse 8 says, Be sober. Be on on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, is prowling around like a roaring lion, looking for anyone he can devour. Resist him firm in in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are being experienced by your brothers in the world. Absolutely. Amen. 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 Absolutely. So, Acts chapter 2. Go to Acts chapter 2. We're going to start with verse 39. As soon as I find it. There it is. Okay. 39 through 47. Uh, Acts chapter 2, starting in verse 39, going through 47. For the promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. And with many other words, he testified and strongly urged them, saying, Be saved from this corrupt generation. So those who accepted his message were baptized, and that day about 3,000 people were added to them. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayers. Then far fear came over everyone, and many wonders and signs were being performed through the apostles. Now all the believers were together and had everything in common, so they sold their possessions and property and distributed them, the proceeds to all as anyone had a need. So verse 45, so they sold their possessions and property and distributed the, the proceeds to all as anyone had a need. So they sold their stuff with the proceeds of what they made. They helped people in need. They help people in me. Absolutely, Iris. It is a more corrupt world. It absolutely is. Amen. And every day they devoured, they devoted themselves to meeting together in the temple complex and broke bread from house to house. They ate their food with glad gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And every day the Lord added to them those who were being saved. Man, 
that's how you see the growth. Mm-hmm. You know, they went out on. Let's go back to verse forty-six. It says, "And every day they devoted devoted themselves to meeting together in the temple complex and broke bread from house to house." So, yeah. did they wait for them to come into the temple? No. Yeah. What did they do? House to house, door to door. Mm-hmm. What happened in, in Alabama? We went door to door. We went yeah. house to house. Hung out and fellowshiped. Prayed. Praised God. Gave him the glory of everything that happened. Amen. Down there. So. Yeah, we went out. He went out. They went out. The disciples went out. Went door, I went house to house. Broke mm-hmm. bread and fellowship. So why are we saying... Why we're sticking into a building to four walls? Let's yeah. get out of it. Let's get into the streets. Let's meet people where they're at. Let's Amen. meet them on their terms, on their turf. Let's show them the compassion and the love of Christ. Let's show them the hope that we have in Christ. Let's show yeah. them there's a light in this dark world. Amen. Let's don't let this light shine. Let's don't cut this light on and cover it up. Don't, don't have this light that God has you that you're that shining, but you're dimming it because you don't want to be seen. Yeah. Let your light shine so people will know that who you who you're worshiping. That, that you know who you're following. My light shine and people come to me going, What what do you have that I don't? Mm-hmm. You know, where are you at? And that did that. That's up years ago, Alice. Many years ago. But why? Why do we want to cover our light up? Why don't why, why don't you want to be the light of the world? He said we are the light. Show them the compassion and love of Christ. We're gonna show them the light of the world. That's gonna show us. Yeah. Not gonna see James, they're not gonna see Jeffrey, they're not gonna see ours. Yeah, they're not gonna see us, but they're gonna see Jesus in us. Amen. Yeah. Because if somebody comes up to you and says, I don't believe in God, and you ask them why, and they say it's because I physically can't see him, mm-hmm. we're not doing our job. Amen. But if we let our light shine the way it's supposed to, they're going to see Jesus in us every time, every day. Because they, it tells us that we to go out and preach the gospel, right? It tells us to go out and preach the word. But it says sometimes use words. Yeah. And what's that mean? Sometimes use words. Because they're going to see the way we live. They're going to see our walk. They're going to see Jesus through us by the by our actions. Amen. They're going to see the love of Christ through our actions. Yeah. I can talk all day long. But if you don't see it in me and you don't see it in my actions on a day-to-day basis, I'm not living it. Amen. But if I can sit here and preach the message of Christ. 
preach the message of the cross. Yeah. And go out after I'm done and go on my, about my day-to-day -day life. And people still see Jesus within me. I'm doing what God's called me to do. Yeah. But if we get on here and we preach, then we go out there and we show a different side of us. We're not doing what God's called us to do. Amen, Pastor. So let's stop saying, let's stop saying, okay, I show up on church on Sunday, but Monday I'm going back to what I want to do. I'm going back mm -hmm. to living the way I want to live. Let's cut it out. Amen. We're gonna preach on we're gonna preach on Thursday nights, like we do on here, but on Friday when we get up and go about our business, we live in another way. No, let's we're gonna preach on Thursday nights on these podcasts and this live stream. But when we get up on when we walk out the door either Thursday night or Friday morning and we go out to the world and we're gonna have people see the light of Jesus within us, they're gonna see the compassion yeah. and the love of Christ in us. And they're going to go, what do you have that I don't? Jesus. And we get to tell them. We get to tell them where we came from. Then we mm -hmm. get to tell them what God did for us, what Jesus had done for us to get us to the where we're at today. They get to see. We get to tell them, hey, here's the mess I was in. And here's where God pulled me out of and what he's and here's how he's using me today. Yes. Stop covering your light up. Stop putting Amen. on a facade. Take it off and let's live. This is a lifestyle. This ain't a a uh a, a costume we put on once no. a week. It's a lifestyle. We ch we gave our life to Christ because He has a purpose for each and every one of us. He has a purpose for each and every one of us. He has a job for each and every one of us to do. We're all not going to do the same thing. We all have our parts in the kingdom. We all have our parts in this, into leading people to Christ, into planting those seeds, and showing the love of Christ. We all have our parts that are all different. No matter if you're an evangelist, a pastor, a teacher, a deacon, an elder, or just a member of the church that's going out there and preaching the gospel of Christ. Because he commands us to all to go into the, uh, to all the world and preach the gospel. You don't yeah. have to be called to, with a title. You don't have to have a title to do it. He's commanded us to do it when we've given our life to him. He's commanded us to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Let's do it. Let's do it. Amen. You're right, Robert. We do. We all got a gift. Spiritual gifts, we do. Mm -hmm. We absolutely do. Do we use them? Half the time we don't. Do we know how to use them is the question. Do you have the faith to believe that you can use them, that you can see them manifest? Yeah. Do we know how to make that? Do we know how to manifest the power of God within us? We have the power. 
you know, we have that power within us. He tells us we do. He told us we'll do the same as he, but we'll do greater than he. I believe it. I've seen it. We've mm -hmm. been a part of it. All right, Matthew 28, starting in verse 16. All right, Matthew 28. Start with verse 16. It says, this is the Great Commission. It says, the 11 disciples traveled to Galilee to the mount where Jesus had directed them. When they saw, when they saw him, they worshiped, but some doubted. This is the disciples now. When they saw him, they worshiped, but some doubted. Then Jesus came near and said to them, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son of the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. He's going to be always be there with us. It says, Go, teaching them and, and to observe everything I have commanded you and remember I am with you always to the end of ages. It says go therefore and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. What's that? That's in Jesus' name. Absolutely Iris. Absolutely. We got to. So absolutely. I want to pray because I was still, we're going to pray for Terry. For her healing right now. I don't know if she's still on here. Um, Heavenly Father, we lift up Terry right now to you, Lord. We ask that you just put your healing touch, Lord, that you that you heal her lungs, Lord. Back to completeness, Lord. Back to total healing, Lord. Back to better than there was before, Lord. We ask you that any disease or illness that's in her body right now, Lord, that you take that out of it. That you just heal it from the top of their, their head down to the bottom of their feet, Lord, to the soles of their feet, Lord. We ask you just to be with them, to comfort them, to uh, encourage them. That you put the right people in their life right now to encourage them. And we pray in Jesus' name, amen. So, but yes, you got anything else, Jeffrey? I can't hear you. So I made my microphone. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, no, I had nothing to say. Amen. Amen. All right. You want to close out in prayer? Okay. Little Jesus, thank you for this wonderful message. Little Jesus, little Jesus, touch our, our prayers first today. Little Jesus, touch our pastor, pastor games, and all the ministry after. Little Jesus, hope people to understand you. Little Jesus. Hope actually show people you while we outside with the homeless, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, thank you for everything in your holy name. I pray, amen. Amen, amen. Remember, y'all, we're here every Thursday night at 8 30 p.m. Eastern Time. Mm -hmm. Um, me and Jeffrey, we have special guests at times. Um, hopefully, we got a few coming up. I know in March, amen. um, so. Um, 
But remember, we love you. God loves each and every one of you. Jesus loves you. Y'all have a great week, a great weekend. Um, we're praying for you. Um, if you need us, reach out to us. Reach out Amen. to us through Messenger on Facebook. Um, so, man, we'll see y'all next week. Amen.